1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: My dad's not here right now. He's still at work, so I'm going to bless him.
0: Mike Shope and the Bulldog.
2: I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm gonna set up the speaker and I'm gonna listen to
0: Mike Shope and the Bulldog.
2: I think this is the best
0: Mike Shope
2: feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good in it and I like his aggressiveness on it. And, and the Bulldog. Put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile rapping. That was my review of
0: Mike Shope and the Bulldog.
2: Didn't need a spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer.
0: Downright hilarious moment that no one was here to share in uh, Bulldog at home today. That's my understanding, at least. When... The subject of the Four Nations uh, hockey tournament was brought up in sports just now. I, having not heard of this or known of the nations, as Zach was reading them off, he went Canada, or I don't remember the, the exact order, Sweden, Canada, United States, and I quickly and loudly, to in an empty room, yelled out Eswatini uh, for the Fourth Nation, but that pr- actually was incorrect. Finland is the Fourth Nation, uh, but I have been laughing you know, in, in the in the moment since the idea of Eswatini being the fourth country. Thank you.
1: I never really have the guts to really go through with the pretending I'm not here thing. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way you said, oh. I haven't made a sound yet, and you're like, uh, you Bulldogs at home. That's my understanding. Yep. I'm like I'm gonna sit here.
0: Where does this end, and when is he going to take this all the way to seven? Whatever this is,
1: skit. I'm just going to skit. How? how, When? When is the joke played out, and then go? Keep going. (laughs) Now it's making you mad. Keep going. Uh, That's right. When it's a
0: joke, it's a it's a chilling silence. (laughs) Right. You know, like yeah. that's, that's radio. You have to, you go, you go solo. You think, you think it's funny. No one is there to confirm it. Right. Uh, if someone is supposed to be there, then yeah. it really would be a chilling moment.
1: You know, the thing, the thing that makes it pr- probably really unfunny is that you wouldn't know for sure whether or not my gear was working. That's right. <laughs> so that, that's right. That's uh, my reluctance anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, go figure the NHL flooding the news cycle with um, things that fans have been clamoring for, for, decades even I, I don't know um, given what's going on in London Ontario um, call me a skeptic anyway I welcome yeah. the news about the Olympics and the four nations obviously but you know I don't think you have to dig real hard to see probably what they're trying to do
0: move the move the just move move the story the attention
1: to something else yeah right. yeah. yeah well I
0: uh, concur that Olympic hockey is great and I'm looking forward to that too I needed it I mean, last is it two in a row or more? Where they haven't competed?
1: They haven't played since 2014 in Sochi, so, okay. so it's already be... been ten years. It'll be twelve by the time they get on the ice in 26. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you've got <laughs> you know the best player of a generation in McDavid has never had. I mean, was he? He was a part of that young Stout, young guns thing, Team North America with Eichel back in that. I think was in '15 uh, when they were both rookies. And is that the one Ralph
0: Krueger coached in Team Europe? I,
1: I think so. I think that's right. I think that's right. Okay. I think that was '15. If not '15, it was at the beginning of the '16 season. So one year into both of their careers, McDavid and Michael. Um, so I mean, it, it is yeah. Kind of. It's a little stark that you know the best player in the world has never had the chance to really play in an, an Olympic tournament. So, but they'll—they're fixing it. So good.
0: Also, the Kings fired their coach. Correct. Are, are they good? Was it the Saber loss that—that that, uh,
1: did it? it, it the Saber loss was—I mean, Drew Doughty went, went off. off after that, like yep. selfish players interested in their their own stats and all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah—that's how teams that are good or at least are used to being good or think they are still good react when they lose to a team that they perceive as terrible.
0: Enough times.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, going to be one they, I game. I mean, they but... they started out great, and I thought they looked great, and they have been sideways for longer than they were great. Now,
0: is this right? Uh, I didn't. I should know, but they early on, remember Travis talking about like their the goaltending out of nowhere was incredible.
1: That and was he, Cam Talbot. Cam right? Talbot,
0: yeah. and you know how that goes, right? And you right. saw him play against Buffalo.
1: Yep. I mean, yeah, l- he had a nice I, run. I think the word "slob" was used to describe co-tending that night, or by, by Dowdy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about Dowdy, but I, an, I, I went there. They had
0: a nice two months. Yeah, you know? we, we've we've been there. We've been there. Yeah. So um, okay, well, should be fun tonight, tomorrow, uh, the All Star Game. I hope uh, we can have fun today, as our listeners and even perhaps our hosts still reeling from yesterday's. Uh, Semi quasi prediction that the Bills would go defense in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, it's just been a tough 23 hours since <laughs> Cody Carpentier <laughs> dropped that on us. But um, it, it it is going to be, of course, it is going to be you know worth debating if the balance, like the depth, is really different between defensive line, say, or even safety, I suppose, in theory, and receiver, right? Because as badly – we want to feel good this year at the draft for the first time with this position that the Bills are just, like, getting after it and not going to try to sort of sneak, you know, Khalil Shakir's and Justin Shorter's onto the field, right? (laughs) Just, like, a a real – Yep. Top first-round pick. You know, it says it all. First-round pick. But, man, like, it doesn't have to be – you don't have to have a first-round pick to win. We we know that from all the winning they've done and not having even day two picks often on the field at wide receiver. So, anyway, like, there, we, we've all learned by now, I think, there are a lot of, a lot of guys, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20 or more credible wide receiver prospects. And if that's true – and you don't have that kind of quality depth at defensive tackle or edge or safety, then I think it's probably reasonable to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I um... – I mean, I don't disagree. It's reasonable. It's still going to make me insane because maybe we're not – I'm not in a position to be reasonable about their receiving core anymore. (laughs) They do need help there too, desperately. And, um, you know, the fact that they have poured the resources they have into the defensive line, that doesn't erase the needs they have right now. But, like, they have done it again and again and again while not doing it at receiver – so if the if the needs are perceived as equal by by us by the outside, I think it's still going to enrage people. Even if you calmly and coolly explain it the way you just did, like there's, you know, if the, if they have access to say at pick twenty eight, or if they want to burn an asset to move up two or three, whatever, right? They they've got access to let's say the fifth best receiver uh, at twenty eight. And I don't even know if that's that might not I, be realistic. I think it might not be. <laughs> so maybe it's six, seven, or whatever, whatever number they've got. Okay, let's let's say seven, if that's a better, okay. a more palatable number
0: for you. L- keep going.
1: Okay, so they've got access to receiver seven, and I, you know, what what the consensus is, you know, will shape our discussions, like what scouts say about receivers eight through, would you say twenty? Sure. Uh, right. What the Bills have is what will decide for them what they're going to do. And if the grades from 8, 9, 10, 11 aren't that different from 12 through 15 or whatever, like the next three guys, if they've got enough guys that they like that meet all their criteria, right, um, athleticism, um, intelligence, you know, team, whatever, whatever they're looking for, um, then I, it would be prudent to wait and draft receiver after, if the defensive tackle position, if that's what we're, we're targeting, and for the sake of this, let's just focus on that. But I guess it could be edge two. They have a need all across the line. so. Um, but there's, a, there's more of a, a drop-off there. Then, you know, that makes sense. A, a way that I could maybe find it palatable um, because whoever they pick, even if it's at 28 or 25 or whatever, or if they wait until Friday, say to pick a receiver we're not going to know whether the guy's going to be good or they're going to hit on it so if they want to go tackle in the first round the formula formula the the order of things that would appeal to me is if they went receiver receiver in rounds two and three that because i i I need i need i need the odds to be good that i'm going to get somebody that can play right away and contribute right away and i don't know if i'm just taking one guy early and maybe a flyer late I don't know that I have as good a a good a chance of doing that, so I might want to, you know, double up. I've said a few times that two of their first three picks being receiver I think would be appropriate, considering where they're at with the position. So that's a way to do that without using your first on a receiver.
0: Going to be tough to expect even a first round pick receiver to hit the ground running, so to speak. You know, as a rookie in the NFL. This year's guys didn't do that. A couple of them got there. Addison and Flowers got there. Smith and Jigba was never, he was the third guy on that team the whole time. And that was not surprising. And then uh, Johnston was terrible. Wide receiver seven, good number. Wide receiver seven in last year's draft was Rushy Rice in round two. Wide receiver nine was Tate Dell, by the mm-hmm. way. It's really just like, we saw with Davis, any of them... You mentioned the right word, odds. What are the odds? Like Any of these guys can be good, even if you wait until day three. Davis was good. Diggs mm-hmm. is good. Like These are day three picks.
1: Shakir even, is good.
0: Even Shakir, right? So we we know that that can happen, and we probably want to be optimistic about that if that's where we end up. But um, what are the odds? It's interesting to think about last year, too, because I am not, as you know, interested in trading up almost ever. Um, I want to just sort of say almost because there can be an exception, I guess. But I I would rather not do it. And not trading – well, they end up trading up anyway. But they would have had to move, as it turns out, quite a bit up to get a receiver in the first round. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan Mingo was wide receiver five. And anybody – even maybe, um, well, Addison, not really. Like none of those guys was a reach as a first-round pick, as I remember it. Smith and Jigba was supposed to be the first guy to go, and he was. Um, The other guys were all talked about as potential first-round players. So the Bills would have had to do that, and I do not blame them for not. And then Kincaid was kind of an interesting pivot, if you you will. And I think we like that pick, Kincaid, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... No no, no marks off for last year unless you want to talk about round two. Round two was Osiris Torrance, who played like every snap of the season. Yeah. That's a win, you know, even if it is a guard. That is a win Absolutely. with a, a late second-round pick who was good, never leaves the field. And that's right around where, like, right Tank Dell goes shortly after that early round three. And, um, you know, you can do this forever. But it's really going to be <laughs> how we react to it. From late April until week one is just you know, is what it is. It's just it's just talking, and, and hoping. I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how uh, everyone else does it, um, but I, I you know we, we obviously participated in this conversation yesterday with Cody Carpenter who's you know at the Senior Bowl in Mobile and he talked about this tackle from Texas Sweat right is that yeah that, that's Tavondre the Sweat right. And today, as luck would have it, I don't think it was Cody. I think it was just someone else that's there. I mean, I follow a bunch of people who are, are covering this thing and posting videos on, uh, on social media. And I, the, one of the first things I see this morning, certainly one of the first football highlights I see this morning, is a one-on-one where this dude basically forklifts a dude, right? And it just, just hit, runs into him and just... He never really stops moving at the speed he was moving at when he hit the guy. He just plows this guy right back into, you know, it's not a drill where there's a quarterback. There's like a dude standing there in, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt where the quarterback would be. And he just barrels this. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm like listening. Just, I'm go, listening. Oh, okay, like like the Google Eye emoji, like uh, you know, mm. okay, I if I got to make peace with this. Uh, okay, it's one stinking rep. I mean, I you know what is that worth? But that's my brain works that way. Like, uh, well, maybe this guy's not so bad.
0: <laughs> maybe I do want Tavondre Sweat maybe, over maybe all the receivers. I really
1: do. I want the big fat guy.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Hey, just not even. It was impressive that clip. Yes, it was. Here's Aaron with us. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hey, how you guys doing today? Great, thanks, Aaron. Good, good. Hey, uh, I think it's absolute insanity for to not take a receiver in round one for the reason that you just said, and that is that you don't know 100% whether they're going to be good. And I think we must go receiver in round one, or round two, and with the beans. You know, expertise in drafting great defensively in, in later rounds. And with how deep this draft is, but just deep, this, how the depth of this draft is only going to get to the third round, and we only have two picks in the first three rounds. So I think, kind of have to go back to back, and I think we can get very good receivers there. But anything other than that to me is just talking to a tree. I, 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 I don't. I hate it. So. This is my <laughs> okay. opinion. But, they will. They will have a, a third pick. They don't. They don't have it yet. They. 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 I think traded it away for Rasul Douglas. But they're they should get it back as compensation for Tremaine Edmonds leaving, so it, it might not be on the board right now. But whenever those get awarded, they will have they will have they should have a third round pick. Uh, so they'll have their you know it won't be their pick. It'll be at the end of the round. But you know that's how different is that you know five or six picks um, depending on how many of those picks there are. Uh, so I think they'll have the ability to make two picks on Friday. Well, that's good. Um. So round yeah. three and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, you know, if you're, if you're buying something, all right, it doesn't have to be football players, but of course we're talking about football players. Uh, I don't know how hard do I want to try to just, you know, make it about something else. But if, if there's a lot of this other thing and it's comparable You think anyway, I mean, as recognizing how hard it is to be right about what you think, but you've done your work and you've got your guys slotted where they're slotted and there's a bunch of things available at, at a lower cost asset wise, and you have other needs. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's again, I don't think people will be happy about it if it happens, but they have other positions to fill. That, that's undeniable that they do. They have like three linemen under contract, or four, and one of them is Kingsley Jonathan,
0: and one I mean, of them is Von Miller. Right. By the way, Who, Who, and Jonathan
1: might be might be you might be more hopeful about him than Von Miller. You at might. This point.
0: Well, you talk about fan reaction. I see out the window here, people are starting to form mm. in the parking lot. I should have come in. People are starting to gather. <laughs> worried, worried fans are assembling. Already, it's not even you know two months away, it's more than two months away. Carl is with us. Hi, Carl.
1: Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, basically, I was I called I heard you guys mention about uh, Kincaid. Um, I kind of didn't like the trade up for Kincaid, that's my only problem. You gave would you really trade a first and a fourth for Kincaid when Laporta gets as productive in the second round? Then you got Puka Nakua coming in. And what, the fourth or fifth round? So that fourth round pick you could have actually spent not that anybody knew where he was gonna be, but that's why I kinda don't like that pick for Kincaid. It's the trade up that was the problem for me.
0: This is thanks, Carl. You know, this is where I think you gotta be fair about who the players are. Even I am guilty of this already. I told you who wide receiver seven and wide receiver nine were last year. I didn't tell you who wide receiver eight was. Marvin Mims, maybe he's he turns out for Denver, but he had a nothing year. So it's just not it's not good enough, I think, to just sort of pick out the very best possible picks later. if you thought and people would have, I don't usually do my own work for you know, like too seriously when it comes to this, but like if you thought no, it has to be Laporta, then what can I tell you? You know, like maybe you did somebody might might have thought it has to be Sam Laporta, and there's so many other, as we know from all the years of this, factors that you don't even no one can really know for sure whether if the two players switched teams, it would have been Kincaid that smashed the records, you know, and Laporta here is running screen routes. Like, why Why would that not have been the case, actually? You know, the way they were fit into their offense. You try to draft the guy. It was weird about Kincaid. Like, describe the way he was downfield, and really there wasn't a lot of that uh, this year. But, I don't know. You just To say you could have had Puka Nakua, you could have had Tom Brady in the 2000 draft, too. Like, it's just...
2: You, you don't you really tie yourself up in knots
0: doing it. It's yeah. rare to get such a home run out of out of a pick like that. I mean, you think about Davis. For as much as he's been criticized, that really was a win.
1: Oh, it's a great pick. You know? Yeah, it's a great. They, I mean, they've gotten decent production out of of out of a fifth round receiver or fourth. I always get him mixed up with Shakir. was he fourth round because I think fourth. Yeah, Davis was fourth and Hodgins was sixth that same draft. And then Shakir is a fifth and yeah, okay. Um but either way, that that yeah, that's a win. He set, he he played right away, caught some touchdowns his rookie year and then just started never leaving the field after that.
0: Also, with respect to the tight ends last year, Michael Mayer was the other guy. Like the betting markets leading up to the draft, Mayer was the favorite to be the first tight end picked. It was considered a surprise that Kincaid went, you know, to some to many mm-hmm. before uh, Mayer, and then Laporta did too. And, and Mayer had a, a muted season as a rookie for the Raiders. Tight ends are weird. Like tight ends, it's it's unusual when you have a Laporta season. It's it's historic. Even Kincaid's was yeah. for the for the yeah. Bills and for a rookie. You know, it's it's up there. Laporta was was bigger, you know, bigger All the year.
1: Touchdowns, big touchdowns, yeah.
0: Right, Kincaid had two. Yeah, okay. What did
1: Laporta have like ten?
0: Maybe. Yeah, he was great. Playoffs yeah. too. Yeah. How do you like that he played with that injury? He suffered. I thought
1: too? he was done. I thought he was done like until September.
0: I mean, I'm I'm drafting playoff best ball teams. I wouldn't touch Laporta after the, hyperextended knee. He's screaming on the field in week 18, not even week 17, week 18. Right. And they had to play the next week, and he did, and he had he didn't have a huge game. He, he scored, didn't have a huge game against the Rams, but he had a huge game against the Niners, if I remember right. Well, the draft, you know, so much to say. But I will bet right now that they draft uh, defense in round one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll bet that. I would bet well, that. All right, let's bet. Let's do it.
1: I'll 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 bet. I won't even bet just offense. I'll bet receiver.
0: I will give I you. I don't know
1: that I'm right, but I'm just up for some action.
0: I will I mean, give ho- you ho- the offense. Hockey's
1: been ho- hockey's been dark for me this week, so I'm 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 not, I'm not. You're itching. I'm actionless. You're <laughs> yeah. itching for something. <laughs> yes. I'll give you
0: all <laughs> offensive positions. You just give me punter and kicker. <laughs> give me the specialists. Okay. I will I will give you offense. I'll take defense.
1: Okay. That's fine too.
0: Because I think Cody is right. Even though it's early, very early. I think he is right. And what are the Bills going to do on the defensive line actually then? Are they going to is it is this the same can you make the same point? Day 3 starters? They're going to need a couple of starters. Which maybe they figure out a way to keep somebody or some a couple guys they have, right. you know, right. certainly free agency there'll be there'll be options. It's not like they have to use the draft for this, but
1: Yeah. I've I did. I did catch a look at um, a estimate for a an AJ Epinesa contract, and it was pretty mid, like like five and a half million or something like that at annual average value. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So if if suddenly his market goes bonkers or something, um, you know, then maybe that becomes more problematic. But that. I, I don't know, like that, that sounds like a pretty palatable price. Like You should be able to work around that. I know they have you know a lot of work to do to free up money, but they'll do it and figure out a way to open up enough money to do some things. So, I don't know, maybe as much of a need as they have, I'm thinking back to you know being worried about Milano leaving when his contract was up and they found a way. Like maybe Daquan Jones and A.J. Epinesa don't have to leave. I mean, that would help a lot if they could manage to hang on to a couple of pieces there. Younger pieces, you know, not not your, you know, Jordan Phillips. Well, Dickon Jones isn't that young. Epines is obviously young. Shaq Lawson, you know, for example, is much older.
0: What if he wants to leave? What if he wants a ring? Ooh.
1: Ooh. Mike. He signs with the Chargers.
0: He wants to win.
1: And tweets or puts on Instagram that uh, he's ring chasing with Jim Harbaugh. Well, that would be something.
0: Did you not see the national championship? I mean, <laughs> I coached a Super Bowl, too. Lines open at 8.03, Good start. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Talking Bill's draft as we start. Mike Schoep the Bulldog WGR.